and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. My name is Craig Booker. The title of this episode is The Loop. A lot of the material for this week's episode was inspired by Craig Rochelle's book, The Power to Change, Mastering the Habits that Matter Most. Note, I will talk a lot about mental health, but please note this is not a substitute for therapy or mental health care. I am not a counselor or physician. If you need help with mental health challenges, please find a qualified mental health professional. Uh, So last week we talked about flossing saved my life. We were talking about if we want to make positive changes, we don't have to do really big miraculous things to make changes in our life. We just have to start small with small habits. We're picking up from there. This week we are talking about uh, the title of this section is The Loop. In this chapter or this section, Craig Rochelle goes on talking about Uh, telling this story and he kind of takes a funny approach to it and he starts out talking about it he's talking about his dog Sadie and he starts talking about Sadie as if Sadie is a human being almost or he gives you the impression uh, but he throws some humor in there about um, about Sadie uh, you know messing in their yard and so uh, he talks. He tells this great story about Sadie to illustrate a point. And he said Sadie follows predictable routines based on visual cues. So he goes into a, a, a describing how you know when he goes to the back door and he I, th- I believe he grabs a leash uh, that Sadie knows what's going to happen next. Or if you know he grabs I guess the garbage cans and starts making his way down the driveway. Sadie knows that they're taking out the trash and Sadie's running down the driveway. He's using these illustrations of his dog Sadie to show how Sadie follows these predictable routines based on visual cues. Likewise, as human beings, we tend to do the same thing. Like Sadie, we are creatures of habit. We respond to simple cues. And if we're going to start healthy habits and stop hurtful ones, we need to first make sure we understand how habits work. What is a habit? A habit is like autopilot or cruise control for your brain. The human brain seeks out ways to save energy. And one of the ways it accomplishes this is through habits. Habits allow us to do things without engaging the brain, to think about them or the need to make decisions. Quote, Craig Rochelle says, a habit allows a good or bad behavior to happen without your brain having to take charge. You know, some of the examples I think that he discusses in this chapter are like if you've ever driven a a vehicle maybe to work or to a place that you go to frequently, you know, sometimes you get there and you don't even remember how you got there or you don't remember driving there. And that happens because your brain has formed a habit for going to that destination. Um, And so it's pretty crazy that our brains can do that. Um, But we get in a routine and that's how our brains conserve energy is through that habit. How are habits born? And there's concepts that a lot of experts agree upon And these that are presented first in the notes are Q, like C-U-E, response, reward. So another habits expert, if you haven't heard of James Clear, James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits. If you're if you like to read or listen to audiobooks, it's it's an awesome book to check out and learn more about 
the process of forming habits. But James Clear adds a fourth option that Craig Rochelle references in this. So you still have the cue, craving, the response, but he adds a fourth, reward. Just to give a little bit of detail on each of these, a cue is a trigger that alerts your brain to go into autopilot by engaging the habit. Craving is the physical, mental, or emotional need the cue leads you to want to satisfy. And the response is the behavior you routinely fall into. And then there's reward. And the reward is how the behavior makes you feel. Another quote, if you engage in the same loop, cue, craving, response, reward, enough times, the process will become automatic. And that's Craig Rochelle. We're going to get intentional about our cues. So these are things that if you already have the habit, you probably don't even recognize that they're there. He goes into detail about some potential cues, the different kind of categories. And one of them is place. So a specific place, a time, a mood, different moments and people. So place, time, mood, moments, and people. Places, and a place can be the cue that initiates, initiates a habit loop. Example, when you get in bed, your body knows it's time to sleep. Now, that's kind of given that you don't do a lot of other things when you go to bed, like you don't stay up and watch TV a lot. You know, a lot of other activities like reading in bed, experts recommend that you only sleep in bed, right? So your body has that cue to, you know, get you into the proper mood or state of mind to sleep place could be your bed if you work at a desk and you only use that desk for work your body or your brain would know that when you go to that desk it's time to work there's times certain times can trigger behaviors example if you typically exercise early in the morning you might feel inspired to go for a run or ride a bicycle at night when everyone is asleep you may tend to worry as you lie in bed. The book says time and place matter a lot. When we create a plan for establishing new habits and ending old ones, time and place will be essential. So these are really important things to take note of when we're trying to establish new habits or possibly when we're trying to stop old ones. Here's our strategy. We'll create time and place triggers to start a good habit. We will remove time and place triggers to stop a bad one. Next category is moods. Moods can cue cravings and lead us into behaviors. There's an acronym that was provided in the book, and it's something I've heard elsewhere. It's the the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T, and that stands for hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. He goes into detail talking about how these specific moods can be cues for different habits. You know, like if you're alone at night, you may be prompted to do something that you normally wouldn't do. If you're you're angry and tired, so you have a, a couple of these things of these moods going on, that could cue your body to do something that you'll regret. A lot of times when I'm angry and tired, that's just not a good combination for anything. Or I'm not going to have a lot of productive behaviors when I'm in that mood. We also have moments. So certain types of moments launch specific habit loops. Uh, we also have people. And it says the wrong people can be cues that lead us in the wrong direction. The good news is that right people can trigger right behavior. Studies prove that the closer you get to someone, the more likely it is that you'll have the same habits. I don't know. 
you know, what your personal experience with this is. But I know that in my past, when I hung out with certain people, it led to not the best behaviors. And so, you know, at the time, maybe I didn't realize it. But after a little while, I realized that hanging out with those people usually was not positive. That's why hanging out and finding the right group of friends is really important if we want to make positive changes to our life. For example, uh, you know, this group, we have a group of individuals here that in some way understand the challenges we're all facing. Likewise, this group can encourage us because they know what we're struggling with and what we all kind of want to accomplish. We're all looking to make positive changes in our life or help other people make positive changes. So this group can come together and encourage one another to establish these habits. And so that's one great example of people. We have an exercise. In this exercise, we're working through five major trigger or cues. Okay, so you can use like trigger as a replacement for Q. Work through the five major trigger cues and list positive and negatives for each in your life right now. Uh, so we're gonna go through this. Don't feel like you have to do this right now, but I would encourage you this week, if you have time to go through this on your own, you know, if you run into any speed bumps or get stuck on something, uh, feel free to reach out to me or other people in the group. Uh, remember, these are to discover consistent tendencies, not one-off incidents. So what we're trying to do is uncover patterns in our behavior. We give different categories in this exercise of each of those things we discuss. So places, times, moods, moments, and people. And under places, we have places that cue a positive response. We have places that trigger a negative response. There, there are just certain places that you go that can either have a positive or negative response and that trigger us to do something positive or negative. I think one of the examples he gives is if you're in church, most likely you're not gonna be tempted to wanna like smoke marijuana or something in church. Likewise, if you're in church, you're probably gonna be more attuned or more likely to wanna pray and connect with God because your brain has formed a habit of knowing when you go to church, that is for worship and that is for connecting with God in prayer and learning through the word. So likewise, you could have places that trigger a negative response. You know, depending on your background, and I want to be sensitive to that. Say you if you go to a bar or a place that serves alcohol, that may be a cue or a trigger that, you know, invokes a negative response and that you do things that you later regret. And then we have times, and we're gonna do, this is very similar to the one before, we're gonna have times that cue a positive response and times that trigger a negative response. A lot of people in the evening, it's dark and it's late. A lot of times that time of day cues a negative response for a negative behavior. So that could be like a time of day that you have to be you know, pretty careful about your behaviors. Likewise, a time of day could cue a positive response. Maybe you have a routine that you get up in the morning and you have a quiet time where you're spending time with God. Uh, you're in your Bible, you're praying, maybe you're singing some worship songs, and that is a time of day that cues a positive response. So we have moods and we're likewise we're gonna we're gonna look at moods that cue a positive response or a negative response. 
you know, we talked about those four, that HALT acronym, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. If we have, if we make observe that we're experiencing one of those moods, we can probably see a pattern in behavior when we're feeling either lonely, angry, tired, or hungry, that something comes after that. Likewise, we may have certain moods that that cue a positive response. Uh, we have moments. Uh, there are certain moments that cue a positive and negative response. And then we have people. We've talked about that already. But this is a exercise that you can go through and just do some reflection to try to identify some patterns in your life. The passage of scripture here is Proverbs 13, 20. And this is the New Living Translation. It says, walk with the wise and become wise associate with fools and get in trouble. That's all for this episode. If you would like to receive updates about future episodes of Overflow, head over to overflow.community slash subscribe. Remember, no one should face anxiety or depression alone. Join a growing community learning about brain health and following Jesus. For more information, head over to overflow.community slash connect.